I'm Jerome Hudson, Breitbart News Entertainment Editor, author of the book 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know About Trump, sitting in for Breitbart News Editor-in-Chief Alex Marlowe. This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. Democrat politicians are finally feeling the heat and are announcing the end of mass mandate policies. Well, sort of, from New Jersey to Oregon, the dates are arbitrary, the edicts are incongruent with anything that resembles logic, and I can't help but wonder if the trucker-led protest against mandates in Canada or Joe Biden's cratering poll numbers in these Democrat-run states have something to do with the partial lifting of these asinine mass requirements. I'll dig into the numbers, give an update on all the Democrats violating their own mass mandates, and call out the nonsense. Former President Donald Trump gave Joe Rogan some sage advice. He said, stop apologizing to the radical left maniacs. We get into that and the latest on the Spotify saga and so much more. But first... I'm sure I'm not the only one who's noticed everything is getting expensive. We're in the biggest economic crisis since 2008 with a government that's printing trillions and trillions of dollars. Consumer prices are the highest we've seen in 30 years. Inflation is certainly here to stay. And if the government continues its out-of-control printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. So how do you protect your money? Your retirement? Your savings? Well, American Hartford Gold can show you how to hedge your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. They'll even help move your existing IRA or 401k out of the volatile stock market into a precious metals IRA. And they make it easy. They are the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. And if you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. So don't wait. Call them now. Call 866 866- Six seven zero seven six six zero. That's eight six 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 seven zero seven six six zero. Or text Alex to six five five three two. Again, that's eight six 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 seven zero seven six six zero. Or text Alex to six five five three two. Democrat-run city mass mandate mania seems to be coming to an end. Maybe, sort of, kind of, I don't know. Breitbart News reported last week that nine states, uh, plus Washington, D.C., uh, which the Democrats want to make a state, but but it's not a state yet. So nine states in, in D.C. Uh, still have mass mandates in place. Those states are California, Delaware, New York, Hawaii, Illinois, Nevada, New Mexico, Washington, and Oregon. I do believe that the common denominator uh, running underneath there is that all of those states and D.C. are run by Democrats. I could be wrong. Um, I'm pretty sure. Now, our journey through Mass America begins in Democrat-run California. Maybe you've heard, maybe you didn't, but that's why you tune in. The governor there, Gavin Newsom, who doesn't give a damn about the mass rules that he implements, by the way, um, uh, it never has. You know, remember the French Laundry? Uh, But Newsom tweeted out that his state will end the mass mandate for vaccinated citizens. 
starting February 15th. Pay attention to the governors, their political party running the states, and the dates. Very interesting stuff. Quote, California's case rate has decreased by 65% since our Omicron peak. Our hospitalizations have stabilized across the state. Our statewide indoor mass main mass requirement will expire February 15th. What's so special about February 15th? That's like a week from now. It's, like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's so unscientific. It's so nonsensical and illogical. It doesn't make any sense. These dates don't even make any sense. What's the difference between ending the mask mandate for vaccinated only, by the way, on Valentine's Day, February 14th? What the hell difference is <laughs> So you're going to have more people, you know, maybe if they're vaccinated, which 70% of the state of California is, they'll still be required to walk into the restaurant with the mask on and then take the mask off when they sit down on Valentine's Day, February 14th. But on the 15th, oh no, if you've got your vax card with you on the 15th, you're good. You can walk into that restaurant without your mask. You don't have to worry about masks at all. That's how, because that's how the virus works. According to NBC, school children will still be required to mask up in California while local governments will be allowed to decide on their own indoor mask mandates. So, you know, there was a report by Deadline, um, excuse me, yeah, Deadline uh, a couple days ago, and our own John Nolte pointed out, the report basically was that the people running and producing and putting on the Super Bowl that's going to happen on this Sunday it's happening in Los Angeles, Los Angeles County officials, health officials. They all want the mass mandate to be gone by the time the Super Bowl uh, happens in that state. I mean, all these people realize that while they don't follow the mass rules, um, you know, they're going to have a, an influx of literally thousands, tens of thousands of people coming into their state who don't live in a crazy state like California. Now, the Super Bowl is February 13th, which means that, you know, if you're unvaccinated, I guess you'll still be forced to wear the mask uh, for everything. You have to hold your breath while you drink and eat at the Super Bowl. And the Golden State will also soon lift requirements for people to produce a negative coronavirus test before visiting hospitals and nursing homes, indoor, quote, mega events, end quote, whatever the hell that is. Uh, with more than a thousand people will also require people to show vaccination proof or a negative test while the unvaccinated will have to continue to wear masks. Okay, so the Golden State, uh, California, run by Democrats, nearly exclusively, not almost, but nearly exclusively, uh, California is still hitting the crack pipe on masking, it seems. Um, and of course, you know, Eric Garcetti, the, the mayor down there in Los Angeles, Gavin Newsom, they won't actually <laughs> live by the mass rules that you shall not violate. Uh, so we go over to Delaware is, you know, again, on the list of states that still have uh, mass mandates. Now, we're two years into this thing, guys, two years in. All these states, by the way, have had spikes up and down hospitalizations Sadly and unfortunately, deaths, cases, they've all spiked. They've all had the mask mandates and in, in, in scientific. But Delaware will end its mask mandate rule uh, this week, this week. So they're not even waiting until the day after Valentine's Day like California. Because apparently the coronavirus and all its many variants works differently in Delaware 
than it does in California. At least I can only make that assumption, according to Delaware health officials who are ending the mask mandate this week. That Democrat governor, John Carney, announced on Monday this from uh, Breitbart's Hannah Blue. According to the governor, the statewide indoor mask mandate, which requires individuals kindergarten age and up. Okay, to wear a mask regardless of vaccination status that will end February 11th. Wow. So that's what the science told the health officials in Delaware. The science told health officials in California that it would be okay to lift the mask mandate on February 15th. If you live in Delaware, oh, God bless you. You can you can take that mask off a few days earlier than your than your friends in California. However, in Delaware, the school mask mandate will not end for nearly two more months, expiring on March 31st. You see how scientific all this stuff is? Uh, just a little bit south in Pennsylvania, the governor there, an idiot who forced coronavirus positive uh, patients back into nursing homes and long-term health facilities, remember that? That's manslaughter. Maybe it's not murder one or two, but it feels like manslaughter. Pennsylvania's governor announced it will allow children to remove masks. So good luck, Pennsylvania there. That's, that's good for you. I mean, it's, it's a win, I guess. In Oregon, health officials announced Monday uh, it's going to end the date for indoor mask requirements for public places inside schools March 31st. It's weird how this, how this virus works in different states. If you're vaccinated and you live in California, you can take off the mask when you go into restaurants and bars and gyms on February 15th. In Oregon, the health officials there have reviewed the science, ladies and gentlemen, and for public places and inside schools, March 31st is the magic date that they came to. The evidence, quote, from Oregon and around the country is clear. Masks save lives by slowing the spread of COVID-19. Oregon State Health Officer uh, Dr. Dean Seidlinger said in a news release, the science is clear, guys. It's very clear. And and March 31st, we don't know why March 31st and not March 30th. Connecticut, uh, Governor Ned Lamont uh, recommended Monday that the state end this statewide uh, mandate on February 28th. This also from Hannah Blue, the earliest date of the of of, of a handful of, gov- of Democrat run states lifting man mandates. After the state mandate is lifted, the Democrat governor said. Uh, It would be up to local leaders like mayors and superintendents to make their own decisions on mask requirements. Uh, Today, with boosters given vaccines, given the N95 masks that are made made in China, you are in a better position to keep yourself safe. Oh, well, thank you so much, Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont. You guys, two years in, you can do it on your own and your kids can maybe do it, you know, if they don't have a crazy mayor or superintendent running their schools. I mean, I like federalism all the way down to the, that smallest tip of the decision maker. You know, you don't want uh, someone in Hartford, Connecticut, having to live by the whims of the decisions of somebody in Washington, D.C. Sure, that's fine. That's great. But I have to assume that uh, there are going to be a lot of county leaders and city leaders and mayors who are scoffing at this. In California, the L.A. County Health Administration there said we're not lifting the mask mandate. Screw you, Gavin Newsom. Then Orange County said they'll comply. So it's already a mess. Did I touch on Delaware? Don't think I did. That state said its indoor mask mandate 
for public and private K through 12 and child care facilities will end on March 31st. So uh, the, the science on this stuff is not clear, not by a long shot. Phil Murphy, who is the governor of New Jersey, was actually asked uh, a direct question like, have you seen any science? Can you point to any studies that tell you that masking kids in New Jersey schools has actually had any kind of effect on keeping them safe? The staff, the teachers, administrators in the schools in New Jersey safe. Yeah, Phil, Phil Murphy couldn't do it. Surprise, surprise. He couldn't do it. Cut eight. Two years ago, your state and New York were the early epicenters of the virus, and you imposed some of the country's most stringent pandemic-related mandates. Today, cases and hospitalizations have plummeted. On average, New Jersey is seeing about 3,000 cases a day, down from about down about 90% from last month. Your state also has about 76% of its population fully vaccinated. So explain to us why you made this decision to get rid of mask mandates in schools. A number of factors. Uh, our case case count, hospitalizations, the spot positivity rate, the rate of transmission are all dropping like a rock, number one. Number two, we're making progress with vaccinations of newly eligible groups, including kids. Three, we're optimistic that the under five uh, group of kids will soon have be become eligible. Fourthly, we know uh, we have a little bit more latitude four weeks from now when this will be lifted in terms of, uh, of a little bit better weather and ventilation options. You put all that together, you analyze those data streams and realities, it's pretty clear that this, in our judgment, is the right responsible step to take. I said today, we're not declaring victory, but we are stating affirmatively that we can responsibly live with this thing, and that's, that's the reason we're doing it. As you know, uh, most states do not have mask mandates for schools. Uh, have you seen evidence that these mask mandates have been necessary, that the spread and mortality rates in states where they didn't have mask mandates uh, were far worse than in places where they did have mask mandates like New Jersey? Yeah, I mean, New Jersey is clearly the place I know the best. And God bless our precious kids, no matter where they are. Please, God, they stay healthy and stay alive. There's no question that masking in our schools since the beginning of the school year uh, has been a very uh, smart public health step. I think we've had just over 2,600 cases of students uh, with uh, COVID positive since the beginning of the school year. That's out of 1.4 million kids. Uh, so it's a pretty stark uh, piece of evidence, I think, that this has absolutely worked. But you gotta meet the moment. You try always to not undershoot the moment and put lives at risk or overshoot the moment and add more stress and mental health challenges to the system. And we think this plan of a month notice uh, is going to get that as right as we can. Yeah, but have you seen data that definitively proves that these mask mandates uh, have worked? Uh, I mean, the numbers you just presented are impressive, but are they different from the numbers in states where they didn't have mask mandates? Yeah, again, I know Jersey Jake the best, but I'm, I'm highly confident and I'm sure our health officials uh, will, will, could say it definitively, there's no question they've worked. There's no question getting vaccinated, getting boosted and wearing masks indoors have all been positive health, public health steps compared to the absence of any of those things in the alternative. All right, that's enough. Phil Murphy does not ask the question and, you know, kudos for Jake Tapper for being a decent 
journalist and reporter there asking the governor of New Jersey if he's seen any data that shows that masking children, kindergarten age kids, has actually proven to save them from disease or cut down on outbreaks of the virus. He, he couldn't answer the question. There's a reason why he couldn't answer the question. And, and, and few people can answer the question, apparently, other than the fact that, no, there isn't any conclusive data. And in fact, there's arguments to the contrary, that masking kids has a far worse effect on their mental health than it does on their physical health with this virus. You need to look no further than the far left, and I do mean far left Atlantic magazine, which has been nuking the mask argument for kids for well over a year now. They published an article in December, the CDC's flawed case for wearing masks in school. They blasted the agency's uh, director, Walensky, who's repeatedly said uh, that, that, that schools without mask mandates have tripled the risk of COVID outbreaks. And the data is, is very shaky at best. Just a few weeks ago, The Atlantic, again, far left newspaper. I, I, I cringe even quoting from that uh, so-called news organization right now. But they're headlining the case against masks at school. The, it's, it's, it's written by three medical experts. In, again, a far-left newspaper in Atlantic Magazine, they say the CDC guidance on school masking is far-reaching, recommending, quote, universal indoor masking by all students aged 2 and older, staff, teachers, visitors to K-12, through regardless of vaccination status, and quote. That's the CDC guidance. But in contrast, the Atlantic goes on, many countries, the U.K., Sweden, Norway, Denmark, and others, have not taken the U.S.'s approach and instead follow the World Health Organization's guidelines, which recommends against masking children ages five and younger because this age group is at risk, is at low risk of illness because masks are not, quote, in the overall interest of children, end quote, and because many children are unable to wear masks properly. Kind of important. Even for children ages 6 to 12, the Hue does not routinely recommend masks because of the, quote, potential impact of wearing a mask on learning and psychological development, end quote. The Who also explicitly counsels against masking children doing physical activities, including running and jumping at the playground, so as to not compromise breathing. How many photos have you seen of, of school-aged children wearing masks while playing basketball competitions and tournaments? But in America, about half of the country's 53 million children remain masked in school for the indefinite future. Although we've gotten a hodgepodge of states, mostly run by Democrats, coming up willy-nilly, we can only assume, with dates to end those mandates. The Atlantic goes on, 16 U.S. states and the District of Columbia follow the CDC guideline closely and require masks for students of all ages, regardless of vaccination status. Other states rely on a patchwork of policies, usually leaving the decisions up to local school districts. Nine states have banned school mask mandates, though a in five of them, lawsuits have delayed implementation of the ban. Many deep blue areas, such as Portland, Oregon, and Los Angeles, and New York City, have gone beyond the CDC guidelines and are masking students outdoors at recess, in part because of Benzentine rules that require an unmasked, exposed student to miss multiple days of school, even if the punitive exposure is out, outdoors. 
The Atlantic, these doctors writing this article, said that we reviewed a variety of studies, some conducted by the CDC itself, some cited by the CDC as evidence of masking effectiveness in school settings, and others touted by media to that same end, to try to figure out and find evidence that would justify the CDC's no-end-in-sight mask guidance for the very low-risk pediatric population, particularly post-vaccination, we came up empty-handed. These three experts writing in the far-left Atlantic newspaper said that they've reviewed studies cited by the CDC, conducted by the CDC, touted by the media, all to argue that masking kids in school works. And these people came up empty-handed in terms of finding any evidence that that policy works. Some places are, are still just mass gulags. It's the only thing that I can think of. Hannah Blue, the San Francisco government last week altered its masking rules, although the major change only applies to those who have been both vaccinated and boosted. So starting on February 1st, that marked the first day that individuals working in offices or going to the gym have the option to remove their masks if they meet the strict criteria, only if you're boosted, according to city officials. Oh, man, it's absolute madness. Um, looks like an Illinois judge put the halt on Democrat governor in uh, in Illinois, J.B. Pritzker's statewide school mandate. Uh, that's good news. Uh, I, 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 there, there just doesn't really seem to be an end in sight. I can't imagine being a parent these days living through the, this this madness, this insanity. And none of it actually makes sense. Some states are dropping the mask mandate, but only for the vaccinated on this day. Others are doing it on this day. It's just all a mess, all an absolute mess. I did want to squeeze in a, a couple more uh, headlines. It seems that, uh, again, as of this hour, I can report that Joe Rogan is not in a concentration camp. But the president, uh, excuse me, former president Donald Trump gave Joe Rogan uh, some sage advice. Uh, this is a statement from uh, uh, the 45th president of the United States. Joe Rogan is an interesting and popular guy, but he's got to stop apologizing to the fake news and radical left maniacs and lunatics. How many ways can you say you're sorry, Joe, just go about doing what you do so well and don't let them make you look weak and frightened. That's not you and it never will be. Yeah. I've been firmly in the Alex Marlowe camp here, the Joe Rogan's uh, only uh, response to the freaks and the lunatics just trying to get him kicked off of Spotify because that's the end goal to get Joe Rogan kicked off Spotify um, is 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 like a two word phrase just f off or f you uh, just just get out of here <laughs> uh, no now look the the head of Spotify is still backing the guy up but that's today I mean. I I think Joe Rogan will survive this. I just think there's just too much money involved. The potential to make too much money is at play here. Um, but 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 I, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, the mask thing is amazing. New York City uh, Mayor Eric Adams appeared maskless on Sunday. So just 48 hours ago, dude, not wearing a mask. You can see him in the photos of the, the report uh, written by Hannah Blue. Um, just around a whole bunch of people. Now, he's smiling gleefully. This group of people This is roughly two weeks after he vowed to, quote, follow the science and quote, and keep mass mandates in the city's public schools in place. 
the, the governor, Kathy Hochul, there is also uh, trying to keep masks in place everywhere. But a judge, thankfully, uh, New York's Supreme Court judge found that uh, unconstitutional. Former President Barack Obama uh, is the latest left wing figure, also by Hannah Blue, to forego a mask as at his uh, convenience as photos show Barack Obama overseeing construction of his multi-million dollar beachfront mansion in Hawaii over the weekend while workers surrounded him wearing face masks. It's <laughs> incredible stuff. Stacey Abrams seemed to have kicked this whole thing off uh, and she's lost the view. I tell you, when you lose the view panelists, you really know you got a problem. The View blasted Stacey Abrams yesterday. Stacey Abrams, of course, uh, running for governor again, although she never actually conceded. Uh, if you haven't seen the photo, you have to. I mean, it's just, it is a beacon for freedom and maybe the end of these wild mask mandates. But she's unmasked. All the kids are masked up. Um, and now, you know, everybody running for uh, election, elected office in Georgia, who is a Republican, is using this photo against Stacey Abrams, she says it's racist to criticize her. She was at a Black History Month event, and although she was maskless and her campaign asked the kids be masked up she, so she could go maskless, I'm with Alex. I've never really been into fat shaming, not since I had my sixth birthday, I guess. Uh, but that woman is like obese. I don't know if she's morbidly obese uh, because she always sort of wears these Hillary Clinton-esque pantsuits, and she hasn't announced a running mate. But she is keeping a comorbidity with her on the campaign stump. It's quite obvious. If you just look at a photo of Stacey Abrams, it's very obvious that that woman is not in the best health. And no one is at, no one's bringing that up. I mean, the, the View panelists, they, they, they criticize Stacey Abrams. Like, they're the last people you think who would actually publicly on live TV criticize Stacey Abrams. But they did. Okay, fine, but nobody's bringing up the fact that she put herself at risk not wearing that mask because <laughs> the science and stuff. But what the hell was Stacey Abrams doing around those impressionable young minds in the first place? That woman is a whack. She was like a state representative or something. At least her sister's a judge in Georgia. Did you know there's a conservative advocacy and benefits organization with more than 2 million members and counting? AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. AMAC has become one of the most impactful conservative organizations in America. Joining AMAC gives you access to money-saving benefits, cutting-edge news, and a magazine full of insightful takes on today's most important issues. But most importantly, AMAC is working tirelessly to preserve the freedom secured by our Constitution. With a full-time presence on Capitol Hill, AMAC is pushing back against the efforts to defund our police, weaken our borders, and replace your freedom with government controls. Stand with me and over 2 million patriots by joining right now at amac.us forward slash Breitbart. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Breitbart. The benefits are great, but the cause is greater. Join today at amac.us forward slash Breitbart. We 
We're joined on the program by Congressman Greg Stubbe, Republican from Florida. Congressman Stubbe says the slew of Democrat politicians from California to New Jersey and Pennsylvania and even Joe Biden's Delaware finally lifting mass mandates in some cases is these Democrats seeing the writing on the wall. The science supporting mass isn't there and the mandates are going to cost Democrats their majority in November. Congressman Stubbe called out Nancy Pelosi for warning U.S. Olympic athletes in Beijing not to criticize China's atrocities. He also endorsed the appointment of a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden and his family's million-dollar deals with Chinese state-connected companies. But the congressman wants to go even further. Congressman Stubbe believes Joe Biden ignoring federal immigration law is grounds for impeachment. Let's roll that. Congressman, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me. So I am actually in the city of Tallahassee where I used to live for 12 years. I worked under Peter Schweitzer for five years at the Government Accountability Institute. I think that he is one of the most important journalists on the planet. And the work that he has done, particularly in his latest book, was mentioned. And I was actually watching it live. um, uh, Minority Leader McCarthy talking about Red Handed, talking about how the Communist Party in China has co-opted so many uh, leaders in American business, but more importantly, so many uh, politicians. You haven't been in Congress long, but certainly you've been in public life for a while, Congressman. Two-part question. Were you even blown away a little bit finding out that the Biden family, you know, in in a series of about five deals, took over 30 million dollars from Chinese government connected companies? Just were you were you even a little bit aware of the graph that has actually existed, the the capability of 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 communist China to co-opt so many politicians, so many industries and sectors? Um, And the second part is, uh, I mean, obviously you agree with. Uh, Congressman McCarthy, that should your party take um, the majority uh, in November and then in 2023, that you will take steps to to hold the the politicians and these private sector companies um, to hold them to account. Yes, absolutely. And you're going to see people on the Intelligence Committee that are currently on the Intelligence Committee uh, that are Democrats that have no business being there because they've compromised uh, not only their own integrity, but compromise the, the sanctity of the intelligence of our country. And the Democrats refuse to take people like Swalwell off the Intelligence Committee, despite the fact that we know that he was having a relationship with a Chinese spy. In the moment he was given information that this woman was, in fact, a spy, she fled the country and has never come back. And I've asked, I'm on the Judiciary Committee, I'm not on the Intelligence Committee, but I've personally asked as a member of Congress who sits on the Judiciary Committee for a briefing from the FBI as to what specifically was compromised. They refused to give me that briefing. The only people that have received that briefing are the so-called Gang of Eight, so McCarthy is has heard that briefing. But if, if it's that classified of a nature that they won't even give it to other members of Congress, then you know it's really, really bad. And this member is still sitting on the Intelligence Committee with the power and authority and information over all of our country's secrets, how we handle those secrets, and other countries' secrets. Uh, so it certainly doesn't, from a guy who served in the military, who, took, who, who worked in a classified environment when I was in Iraq as the chief of detainee operations, 
Um, if, if somebody in our unit or somebody in the military were to have behaved in that manner, not only would they not be in the military anymore, but they'd be court-martialed for sedition and a whole host of other things. So I think you're going to see a big change in the way Washington operates, at least in the House, if the Republicans take the House back, especially as it operates with the things that have occurred as it relates to that and the intelligence community. And that kind of dovetails into your first question about the Biden family. It doesn't surprise me in what we know today that all of that has occurred. Five years ago, if you would have told me that, I would have thought, no, you know, people are Americans. At the end of the day, they care more about their country and our, our safety and security than they do about getting $30 million from China. But we now know that at the highest levels of our government, our president and his family are compromised, which is why the Biden administration and the House is so weak on China. They don't want to do anything as it relates to China because they know that Joe's compromised. They know that the Biden family's compromised. And if the president is compromised, I can guarantee you there's a whole host of other Democrats in leadership positions yes. that are also compromised. Right. A lot of it comes down to money. It's so fungible and it is so easily used to corrupt um, and you have people like Nancy Pelosi. I don't know if her or her husband were millionaires when, when she was elected a couple decades ago, but they are worth nine figures today. And it comes down to the money that you accept um, from from some corporations or money that your maybe your PAC accepts like you like you have to like you can't you have to divorce yourself from even taking these corporations money They're The election's coming like we all know it. And they get they're hiring more lobbyists and they're spending more millions on on money for lobbyists like they're like these. The Facebooks, the Googles, they're all going to be putting up more money than ever because they I do believe that they feel their grasp slipping away. But so much of the money, and I just, I want, and I think the, the audience, the American people want congressmen to really see, you know, people like, should he be Leader McCarthy, just banning individual stock trading, like it's benefited a lot for so long. The Stock Act is a joke, Congressman. I mean, the, the reports are true that 55 members basically essentially broke uh, the, 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 the law uh, by trading stocks or not filing information like the the money stuff is where it's at. When we're talking about the corruption with Biden and the Chinese or Nancy Pelosi and her husband or her son and the Chinese and on and on, it's the money stuff. And wherever that can be cut off and controlled, I think it's it's not, it's, it's going to redound to the benefit politically for the party. But the American people like it, are owed that at the very least. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes 100% sense. And, and what people like Pelosi and others do, Ilhan Omar is another example where she gives hundreds of thousands of dollars that she raises through her campaign to her husband's company. That's completely legal. Uh, I would never do something like that, but it's not illegal to do it. So she's right. enriching her family by, through her campaign donations. And so what Pelosi and these others also do is they use their spouse to get a big position or they filter the money through the spouses or in, or in the Biden's instance, they're filtering the money through Hunter. And you know, they're getting a piece of that somehow, some way, the big guy. but they're using family members so that they're, so that they, the actual elected official is not the one that's accepting what is essentially bribes to do their work. And I sure hope that there's going to be investigations when we take the majority back. I sure hope there's going to be a long look at a lot of this information, especially from the intelligence space, as to elected leaders like Joe Biden and his family who have accepted 
$30 million from one of our enemies, our enemies' government, yes. and nothing's been done about it. I mean, can you imagine if Trump Jr. <laughs> would have done this during oh, yeah. the tower? There would have been reporting that there was actual facts that Trump Jr. accepted $30 million from the Russians. He'd be in, pri- he'd be in prison right now. Yeah. So we have, we have a political form of justice today with a very weaponized, very political DOJ that refuses to investigate um, Democrats and their clear failings as it relates to the law in our country, while they go after people who just walked into the Capitol on January 6th, and those people are sitting in solitary confinement. We're being joined right now by Congressman Greg Stubbe of Florida. Um, you know, Nancy Pelosi came out and, and, and said that she's proud of the athletes, the U.S. Uh, born athletes. Uh, participating in the Beijing games, but then she also warned them that they should not speak out against the atrocities of that communist country's government, uh, saying that she, she just didn't know what could happen to their reputation. Um, I, I just, she, she called the government ruthless, but did, so much of this is, is, is so backwards, Congressman. I mean, Nancy Pelosi should be the last person actually trying to take a moral stand for anything, um, but it's Especially already when it comes to China. It's, exactly, it's already a bad situation. But she made it worse, and surprise, surprise, the Chinese state media is actually using her words against her. Yeah, when she says the word ruthless, they're gonna they're gonna flip that around and use it against her. And and to tell our American citizens who are who are just visiting China to compete on behalf of our country in these games. They should keep their mouth shut, don't criticize anybody, in violation of their First Amendment rights. That's, that's what we're seeing, the slow eroding of our rights. And we've seen that since the Democrats have taken control. And Democratic cities and states and governors have used COVID as a mantra to, to mask you, to silence you, to stop you from going in and visiting your church, from stopping you from going to a restaurant. As we sit here today and have this conversation, Right here in our nation's capital, if you are not vaccinated, you cannot go to a restaurant. You can't go to a hotel. You can't go anywhere in this city without a vaccine card. And not just the card, you also have to have an ID to show proof that that vaccine card that you're showing that you're fully vaccinated matches your ID. So you can vote here in in these democratically run cities like New York just allowed illegal immigrants to vote. You don't even need an ID. Heck, you don't even need to be a citizen of our country to vote in a city like New York. But in order to go to a restaurant to get food, you need an ID plus your voter ID card. I mean, that's how backwards and upside down the country has gotten in the last year with Joe Biden and the Democrats having control of every facet of the government except the Supreme Court. And yet they are being rewarded with the Olympic Games. Um, the Democrats blocked. I, I, I saw the report legislation that would have been at least put a stumbling block in the way of actually awarding China the, the Beijing Games. They have hundreds of concentration camps. I mean, we talk about the one in Xinjiang because the reports are anywhere between a million and two million people are being forcibly held there. Slaves making the garments that we might be sold in the United States right now today. Organs harvested, mass rapes, mass murder, uh, experiments being done on these people. You know, and to think that the president of the United States, his family is making millions of dollars making deals with people connected to this government 
Um, Senator Marsha Blackburn said that there should be a special counsel in, uh, appointed to investigate uh, Joe Biden and his family's dealings. Do you agree with that? And 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 and, and maybe should it not even be, uh, you know, tailored just to Joe Biden, but but any United States American who um, has been expect expected of doing any dealings with Chinese Co Communist Party uh, connected companies? Do you do you support a special counsel for Joe Biden? Yes, I absolutely do. But I would take it a step further. I think yeah. when we take the House back. There needs to be an investigation in the House committees because we have then subpoena authority to do that. Yeah. Um, and not just on this issue, but on the complete utter ignorance and intentional, willful violation of our federal laws as it relates to the southern border. We, we, are, we are allowing an invasion in our southern border in direct violation of federal law that this Congress, that our Congress put in place – and we have an executive and a president who is willfully and intentionally violating that, and nothing is happening to them. Nothing. So I, I think there's a host of or investigations that we can do on the House side as it relates to bringing all this forward, making it clear to the American people what has been happening, make it clear to the American people what federal law requires, and you have a president who is willfully and intentionally violating federal law. And if there's an ability to then file impeachment articles because of the willful and intentional violation of federal law, then all of that should be on the table if we take the House back in the fall. You took, you took the words right out of my mouth, and I saw the rumblings of this among what you would say the, the blue check conservative uh, Twitterati a couple weeks ago. And I thought that like, it's, this is impeachable. And you, they, they impeached President Trump twice. Joe Biden, Alejandro Mayorkas, DHS secretary, they are literally, literally ignoring, as you said, federal statutes like these people shouldn't be here. And instead, they're getting Ubers. They're being picked up from these. Oh, no, sectors. our government tax dollars is paying well, yes. to transport them all across the country. And interestingly, to states that are purple or swing states, Pennsylvania, yeah. Florida, Texas, all of their, that, that's where they're being shipped. And they're refusing to answer questions like from members of Congress who sit on the Judiciary Committee that have oversight authority on DHS. Mayorkas and ICE typically issue an annual report about all these numbers and all these information to Congress. They didn't even submit it. It's a requirement by law but that Congress has put in place to get an annual report from ICE on apprehensions, where these people have been placed, who's been released back into Mexico, all these. They're, not, they're just not even going to do that. And so they absolutely – and, and Mayorkas hasn't been in since Joe Biden has taken office, and they won't bring him in because right. of the atrocities that are occurring in our immigration system and on the southern border. But I can guarantee you that myself and Jim Jordan and other Republicans that sit on the Judiciary Committee, those are one of the first people that we're going to bring in, put them under oath, and start requesting documents, doing depositions, doing investigations on what is really happening with all these illegals that they have allowed come into our country, 1.7 million now. Why are they transporting them in violation of federal law? Who made these decisions? How far up it goes? And then once we have the evidence that clearly they've been violating federal law intentionally, then move forward where the evidence shows us that it does and i can guarantee you that moves us to an impeachment proceedings 
Congressman, th- those are absolutely very two very important uh, issues, immigration and investigating the corruption in the Biden family. But there's also the question of educational freedom. I think it's what Virginia was about. New Jersey almost turned red. Parents want the ability to pick and choose where their kids should be educated. And it's it, it feels like it's their every right. They do subsidize uh, through taxes, uh, state and local, that. Um, but it's but it's also big tech is an issue. Our energy independence in this country, Congressman, has been gutted. Um, it, it's like you guys are going to have a mandate. Absolutely. All the numbers and the polls and the experts are saying it. Um, do you get a sense that um, uh, you know, Minority Leader McCarthy understands that there are myriad issues and they're all weighing heavy, but they're feeding into the frustration and, and the American people want answers they want investigations, but they also want solutions on these on these problems they face. And if we take the majority back in the fall, I believe, and you use the word mandate, I believe the American people have given the Republican House that will be elected a mandate on a litany of issues, yeah. immigration, um, schooling. And we saw a 10-point swell, really, really like a 15-point swing in Virginia. Trump mm-hmm. lost Virginia by like 10 points yep. in the presidential election, and we now have a Republican governor. And a lot of it is because of the things that are happening in our education system today. The mass mandates, you're seeing governors in four Democratic states pull back school mass mandates. And the reason why is we're nine months out, nine months out from the midterms, and after two years of COVID, and now the real facts, which we knew this all along, that cloth masks do nothing to keep a virus from transmitting, but their own CDC is now saying cloth masks do nothing to prevent the spread of COVID. Lockdowns do nothing to prevent the spread of COVID. So now these Democrats are starting to try to back away because they know there's a midterm election in nine months that's going to dictate the direction of this country. So absolutely, these Democrats are starting to reverse on the positions that they've had because they know that there's now going to be repercussions in in an election very shortly and in short time. And as we saw in Virginia, parents are upset. Parents are sick and tired. I can tell you, being from Florida, representing Florida, people have been flocking to Florida from democratically run cities and states who are sick and tired of losing their freedoms, lo- the, the mandates, having to shut down businesses and all of that, and they're, they're flocking to states that have freedom. And, and because of that, you're seeing a change in the de- de- demographics of an electorate that are sick and tired of the way the Democrats have run the country and are sick and tired how some of these Democratic governors and cities have run their cities and states. And so people are flocking to freedom states like Florida. And in the same token, the Democrats are starting to see the writing on the wall that it's going to be a really bad midterm election for them if they don't start reversing course. Congressman, thank you so much for joining the program. Thanks for having me. I've been working too hard and not working out enough. I want to get in shape this year, but don't have the time to get to the gym. Echelon Fitness brings the gym home. Have a New Year's resolution to reach your fitness goals? It can really help to have world-class instructors like Nicole Griffin and Michael Brown choreographing classes with music from your favorite artists like Pitbull. And you get a community of hundreds of thousands of people who can give you that extra push Echelon Fitness gives you that. Echelon Fitness is the affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and an instructor's motivation right in the comfort and privacy of your own home. 
Echelon Fitness's fitness app provides you thousands of live and on-demand classes with great music from your favorite artists like Pitbull, Old Dominion, and many more. With Echelon Fitness, you can work out anytime, day or night, and crush your fitness goals. Just pick your class, climb the leaderboard, cheer each other on, and give it your all. Echelon Fitness's world-class fitness instructors are supportive, engaging, and fun. They really know how to get you moving. Echelon's Fitness' full range of affordable workout equipment, including stationary bikes, smart rowers, sleek fitness screens, and the auto-folding treadmill, are all connected to provide the Echelon Fitness experience. Around-the-clock classes for the family, including full-body workout programs that keep you coming back. One membership covers a family of five. And right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners get up to $650 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, text DAILY to 818181. Text DAILY to 818181 to get up to $650 off MSRP. Text DAILY to 818181. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. Our caller of the day is Leanne from New Jersey. Leanne has seen signs of kids being depressed and gaining weight and their lives upended by the nonsensical lockdowns. But Leanne has also seen a lot of parents who are supporting their children and reminding them of what matters most, their freedom. Leanne challenged her own son to find a college in a free state, and uh, she thanks God that there are still a few of them thriving. So I actually just want to just comment on that previous caller, because although I do agree with him, and I've seen, I have kids, you know, one's a freshman in college, one's a freshman in high school, and Mm -hmm. although I've seen a ton of kids, more than I've ever seen before, sit inside, get overweight, stop sports, stop caring, I have seen a lot of kids and a lot of parents who are fighting in every way to make things normal and to raise these kids to say... We're not having it. We're not having it. We're not going to fall prey. To, you know, they are. They're tr- I think they're trying to make, they're trying to ruin this generation. They're trying to pend in on the government and to see that, like, make them unhappy. And, yeah, I've seen kids be lethargic, but I think it's important as parents that we keep our kids up. You know, I sent my son to a school. You know, I made him look for college in, mm-hmm. in the South where I knew they'd go <laughs> to school and yeah. And, and finding like-minded people and just... Not Rutgers, Leanne? They didn't, I don't no, really know no. too many Yeah, I'm not so sure he fit in there. Yeah. Well, that's good. And, I mean, your son, who's a freshman in high school, like, is there a, is, is there a mask mandate? Can you opt out? It's just so crazy about all this. So if you want to mask up your oh, kid, so mask crazy. up your kid. But it, There's a mask um, mandate. They're supposed to, New Jersey's supposed to be stopping it in a month. But I'm like, why, why don't we stop it today? What's a month going to do? <laughs> that was one of my central actually, points. Phil Murphy can't yeah, point to any data that, that the masks are keeping the nope. kids safe. That mandate's going to end March 31st. Meanwhile, in California, their mask mandate for vaccinated only is going to end on the 15th. Not on Valentine's Day, but the day after. I mean, it's just, it's just absolutely insane. It's, but, you know, but your own, follow the science. Come on, don't you know there's science? Got American power. 
And that is the show. Thank you so very much for supporting the podcast and Breitbart News. This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stars in my-